welcome back to the Learning to Mom podcast. If you're new here, my name is Layla, and we chat all about pregnancy and birth, so you'll be prepared, more informed, and less overwhelmed for it all. Okay, today we're going to talk about a deep and pretty serious topic, which is prenatal depression. Pregnancy is often portrayed as a time of joy, excitement, and anticipation. Oh my gosh, I have had to pause that like every time I want to say that word, anticipation. Oh, is that right? Whatever, moving on. So basically, it's just really hard when you are not feeling that way and you kind of have to fake it. Prenatal depression, which is also known as antenatal depression, is a condition that affects women during pregnancy, and it's essential to shed light on this often overlooked aspect of maternal mental health. I mean, it's just one of those things that is not talked about, which is why we're talking about it today. I definitely experienced it, and I just want to share that and be transparent and vulnerable with that, because if you're experiencing prenatal depression too, or if you come to experience it, I don't want you to feel alone. But instead, I want to make you feel understood and share coping mechanisms to try to help. So today we're going to explore prenatal depression and we're going to do three things. One, I'm going to share my story of experiencing it myself. Two, we're going to discuss what it is, its possible causes and symptoms, and its impact on both you and your baby. Then the last thing, number three, that we're going to do is share practical strategies for coping and seeking help. All right, first things first, I want you to know where I'm coming from all this. So a little bit about my story. Now, if this is the first time you're tuning in, then you need to know that I got pregnant out of wedlock and I really struggled. If you want more tea on that, I encourage you to check out episode zero titled Introduction, Welcome to Learning to Mom podcast. For everyone else, you already know all about it. I talk about it openly. I believe there is a lot of beauty in being transparent and vulnerable. Satan so often tells us that we're alone when we experience something really challenging, so that way we don't seek help. Therefore, we just feel more isolated in a struggle. I think there is so much goodness that can come from sharing our stories. So here is my experience with it. I didn't know that I had prenatal depression until about a year later. So in all honesty, I hadn't even heard of it. Like I didn't even know it was a thing until one of these episode interviews, someone brought it up and I was like, oh, that would be a really good topic to speak on. So then when I started researching it and writing my outline for this episode, I realized, oh my gosh, that's what I had. It all makes sense. I never sought out help because I felt so ashamed for feeling this way. And I just kind of thought it was all due to just getting pregnant out of wedlock. Like I didn't know something much more serious was going on. Like I said, I didn't even know that it was a thing that could happen. I knew about postpartum depression, but I didn't know about prenatal depression at the time when I was experiencing this. So given our story of finding out that we were pregnant while we were dating, the stress of that and honestly just coming to the reality that I was pregnant when I didn't really desire to be a mother was a lot (laughs) and I really struggled. Some days, honestly, more days than I want to admit, 
I didn't even brush my teeth because I couldn't get out of bed. I wouldn't shower for days. I wouldn't go out and do stuff. I just cried and I sat on the couch and I cried. And that was pretty much all of the first trimester. And then the second and the third trimester was a roller coaster. Like some days would be fine. And then other days I wouldn't want to face the world again. I'd be totally cool for like two weeks and then I would break down again. But through all of that, the Lord is so, so good. And there is so much goodness and there is so much grace that I could talk on forever how good he is and how he has redeemed this entire story for his good and also my good. But when I was going through all of that, I really just thought that was because of our situation. I didn't know to even consider like maybe I'm really struggling so hard because I'm actually depressed and something more serious is going down rather than me just like being down in the dumps. Jumping ahead so that way you know how it ends. The Lord really has redeemed all of it. Like he is so, so good. I just... I was fully prepared to experience postpartum depression given my tough pregnancy. So far, I haven't experienced it. I also love, I adore being a mom. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me. And I often think the Lord allowed me to get pregnant and experience all of that when he did so that I would see that I was meant to be a mom and that I needed to be a mom. I am more joyful I'm more peaceful, more present, and happier than I've ever been. The Lord knew what he was doing, and I am so thankful. So I share my story, and honestly, it's, I mean, that's not easy to say. Like, I don't know who's listening, and that's a deep part of my heart in a story that I've kept hidden, not sharing with the world. But I share that in case you are experiencing that, and you don't have to feel so alone. Like, again, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know other women could be going through this. So I don't want you to feel alone like I did. Now moving on to the meat of the episode. The easy definition of prenatal depression is that it refers to depressive symptoms experienced by expectant mothers during pregnancy. Prenatal depression shares many similarities with postpartum depression, but its unique occurrence during pregnancy is what sets it apart. It's something that impacts up to one in seven women or 15%. And I just want to say, just because you're experiencing prenatal depression does not mean you are going to be a bad mother. It does not mean that you don't love your baby. And it does not mean any of that. (laughs) So moving on to the causes and risk factors. The causes of prenatal depression are pretty multifaceted. I mean, just like we're all multifaceted. It's definitely influenced by a combination of biological, physiological, and social factors. But those things, on top of all of the hormonal changes during pregnancy, can really impact your mental health and put you at risk for experiencing prenatal depression. Other risk factors include a history of depression or anxiety, stressful life events, a lack of social support, relationship difficulties, financial strain, and unplanned pregnancy which was obviously my case. Tiffany Field published an article in the Journal of Pregnancy and Child Health titled, I'm just going to read it to you because it's, no way can I sum this up or talk about it in my own words. So it's called Prenatal Depression Risk Factors, Developmental Effects and Interventions, a Review. And in it, she says, 
Risk factors for prenatal depression include unintended pregnancy, partner violence, and a history of child abuse. In a meta-analysis on unintended pregnancy, the prevalence of pre- prevalence of prenatal depression was 21%. Another meta-analysis on 67 papers focused on partner violence during pregnancy. A threefold increase in depression was noted in those who had experienced partner violence during pregnancy. In a systematic review of 545 studies, 43 met inclusion criteria on the association between history of abuse and prenatal depressive symptoms. Now, I want to stop here because, like I mentioned at the beginning of this little section, it's very multifaceted. If you are experiencing prenatal depression or if you have before and you it doesn't mean that you have to like match one of these criterias, right? You're just at a higher risk for experiencing them. I don't want you to think like or make yourself feel bad or be like ashamed or like why the heck am I feeling this way? I should not feel this way. I have everything's perfect. I'm not at a higher risk. Something must be wrong with me. All of these things. Like that's that's not the case. It is not your fault for experiencing this. So if you don't match with any of that criteria, it's not your fault and it's okay. Like I just think that we can <laughs> like we're already having a hard time for experiencing this and like having these depressive thoughts during what should be a really happy time of our life. And if you see that, or you hear that I rather and you realize like, "Oh, actually none of that is me." You do not think something further must be wrong with me because why in the world am I feeling this way? So this is just like the risk factors. This just increases your chance of experiencing this. It does not mean you can only experience prenatal depression if you match one of them. Hey mom friend, quickly interrupting this pretty heavy, serious topic, just in case it is getting a little too heavy and you need a break, to say, or rather to ask, Are you liking the Learning to Mom podcast? If you just thought yes, then go ahead and click the little follow or subscribe button on your podcast player app. This way you never have to type in Learning to Mom in the search bar again. It'll automatically tell you when a new episode is released. Trust me, if you're not already experiencing pregnancy forgetfulness, you will. Let this be one less thing that you have to remember. If you're on Spotify, it's a little follow button. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, it's a subscribe button. Both apps show them on the homepage, like where you can scroll through all of the Learning to Moms episodes. All right, now back to this episode on prenatal depression. So moving on to the symptoms and impact. The symptoms of prenatal depression may overlap with general depression symptoms, but can also present unique challenges specific to pregnancy. These symptoms can manifest as persistent sadness, feelings of hopelessness, loss of interest or pleasure in activities, changes in appetite and sleep patterns, irritability, excessive worry or anxiety about the pregnancy, guilt or feelings of inadequacy, difficulty concentrating, appetite disturbances, and no, I'm not just talking about not being able to eat because of morning sickness, and thoughts of self-harm or suicide. Prenatal depression can have significant consequences for you and your baby. Maternal stress and depression during pregnancy have been associated with adverse outcomes, including preterm birth, 
low birth weight, developmental delays, and an increased risk of emotional and behavioral problems in children. So you don't want to take this lightly if you are experiencing any of this. And again, absolutely no shame if you are. It does not mean you are ill-equipped for motherhood. And it does not mean that you don't love your baby. And it doesn't mean that you won't love your baby or connect with your baby when they're born. With that being said, this is an easy transition to move into the last thing that I want to talk about today, which is coping mechanisms and seeking help. So first, you need to recognize the signs, which we just talked about. If you're experiencing any of those or anything we didn't mention, but you're just not yourself, please make note of that. Pay attention to how you're feeling and bring it up to your health provider, which brings me to this next point. Talk about it openly with your healthcare provider. They can provide guidance, assess your mental health, and rec- recommend excuse me, appropriate treatment options. This is something that they're not really going to ask in your visits. It's more of like, oh, you feeling the baby move? Or just like, how are you feeling? Have you set up the nursery? And they're just kind of like trying to make, you know, conversation when they're taking your blood pressure, when they come in to hear the baby's heartbeat. But that's like, that's your time. If they say, when they say, do you have any questions? Or even the nurse taking your blood pressure at the beginning, you know, is there anything specific that you want to bring up to the doctor today? And be like, yeah, I'm really struggling mentally. I want to talk to her. Unfortunately, especially, or at least in the States, it's not something that is recognized or talked enough about. And providers have, they just don't have enough time. There's so much that they have to do. So I think that it's something that's easily forgotten or not really talked about. Like your provider won't really bring it up on their own. But they are there and they can help you and at least, at least point you in the right direction. There's also individual, individual, struggling today there's individual therapy or counseling sessions so you can meet with a mental health professional who specializes in perinatal mental health which can be immensely beneficial as I talked about I didn't even know that I had prenatal depression like when I was experiencing it so I didn't know to reach out for help But I really wish that I would have reached out to a woman therapist or a counselor who's a mother herself because I just think that she would have really understood where I was coming from and that would have been immensely beneficial for me. The next tip here in coping and seeking help is I just want to say that social support, also crucial. Reach out to your partner, your family and friends for emotional support. Share your feelings and concerns with trusted individuals who can offer empathy, understanding, and practical assistance. Like, this is huge. It is so important to have a supporting, encouraging community besides you. Even if it's just one person, seek that one person out and get the support you need. Kind of related to this tip, I would also say, if you need to set up boundaries with family or friends at this time, do so if it's for your mental health. I am not saying to shut everyone out if you are depressed. I think that's really easy to do. Instead of asking for help, we shut ourselves out. But that will only make things so much worse. So I'm not saying shut everyone out. I'm just saying if you have a friend or a family member who's belittling you, judging you, and saying hurtful things to you, perhaps 
you're pregnant out of wedlock or they're saying hurtful things to you because you're struggling and they just can't seem to understand why, then set up boundaries. You do not have to speak with them. Not everyone gets access to you. I encourage you to protect your mental state by removing those kinds of people from your life. You deserve to be supported, to be encouraged, and to be taken care of. Definitely not belittled, judged, or spoken harshly to. A very practical and not talked enough about tip here is to unfollow any and all negative social media accounts. Those relatable mom accounts where they just harp, complain, and whine about how hard motherhood is, how kids are such a hassle, and how their husbands suck. Those accounts, I'm looking at you. That kind of content should not be consumed. It really weighs on you when real after real on your feed is a mother just being relatable for the sake of virality. When real after real is just showing the hardships and the negativity that is going, like that's, that's going to really weigh on you and make you believe that that's all motherhood is. This is going to make your depressive symptoms so much worse. Those accounts only focus on the negative. They are not showing the immense love, the joy that motherhood brings into your life. If you are looking for a really positive Instagram account to follow, I would highly recommend following Tessa Romero. And if you're vibing with my podcast, then I know you'll vibe with me on social media too, since one of my big purposes slash differentiators from other creators is that my content does not partner bash, grumble about how hard being a mom is, or judge other moms for mommying differently. I actually give you the tools and resources you need to overcome the hard, not just complain about it. We can be Instagram mom friends at learningtomom.podcast. Another thing I want to talk about is just the tip that self-care cannot be forgotten. Prioritize self-care activities that promote relaxation, stress reduction, and emotional well-being. Engage in activities that you enjoy, practice mindfulness or meditation, maintain a healthy lifestyle, and get sufficient rest. For me, I prayed. And honestly, I became way closer to the virgin mother through pregnancy because she knew all about becoming a mother out of wedlock like myself and becoming a mother perhaps before she felt ready to be one. Different circumstances here, but she kind of understands what I'm going through or what I was going through. So I prayed a lot and I grew pretty close to Mary, which was really awesome for me since I have never felt super connected to Mother Mary, even though I am Catholic because I'm a Catholic convert. So she was just not really part of my Protestant upbringing. But she brought me so much solace. The Lord really used my experience to draw me closer to his mother, uh, thus closer to himself, which was super cool. I know that if you're Protestant listening to that, I probably really ruffled your feathers and I'm not here to like have a theological debate. I'm not in, I'm not a theologian. Um, I'm just speaking from my experience. Now I do want to say another practical tip is to get outside. Even if it's just for like 10 minutes, even if you just sit on your porch for 10 minutes, you don't even have to leave the premise of your home. Even if it's just like a walk around your block. I promise you this will help tremendously. You will not feel like it. (laughs) I promise you. It's just one of those things that you'll be happy that you did after you did it. And it's not like a cure. You're not going to be like, oh, I spent an hour outside. I shouldn't have prenatal depression anymore. 
it will just decrease the severity of your depressive thoughts during and after your time spent outside. I also want to say medication. In some cases, healthcare providers may prescribe medication if the benefits outweigh the potential risks during pregnancy. Consult with your healthcare provider to discuss the safest options. There is absolutely no shame for taking medication for your mental health. The one thing that I will say, just because I'm all for being informed, that way you can um, make informed decisions, I want you to really think and go over those side effects and just how they might affect your body physically because they may change your birth outcome. Now, I am not saying that, you know, maybe it might put you more at a risk for a C-section or something like that um, and that then you shouldn't go on medication. I think that you need to just have the whole picture ahead, like... Perhaps going on the medication is really what's best for you. And I do not mean to scare you or try to deter you from that. I just want you to be able to make informed decisions. So like perhaps a side effect of a medication would be that it raises your blood pressure and a higher blood pressure could impact you and you may have to be induced early for your birth. So that's just an example. So I want you to go through all of the side effects of a medication if you're going down that route. Now, in conclusion, I hope that this episode was helpful and it just shed some light on prenatal depression because it's something that is not talked about enough. I mean, it's somewhat taboo. So I hope you don't feel so alone just knowing that I experienced it too. It can definitely cast a shadow on the transformative journey of pregnancy, but it's important to remember that you are not alone and that support is available. Recognize the signs and seek help. Remember, taking care of your emotional well-being is an essential part of nurturing both yourself and your growing baby. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode on prenatal depression. I hope that it helped you and that it served you. And if you're experiencing any of this, I encourage you to go seek the treatment and seek the help that you deserve. Now, if everyone could do me a big favor, if you're enjoying the Learning to Mom podcast, please go subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening to this on. When you subscribe, it tells me that I'm doing a good job and it encourages me to keep at it. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, please click the little follow button. And if you're listening on Google Podcasts, please hit that plus subscribe button. Thank you so very much and I'll chat with you next week.